Hey Money Clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Walsh. So Katie, really fun episode doing a deep dive specifically for teachers into their student loans. Yeah, well Dan, you know, we have had so much conversation about things that I like kind of eavesdrop on the shuttle to work that I wanted to give teachers a little bit of attention. And even if you're not a teacher, like there's still good knowledge to have because let's face it, we all either are a teacher, know a teacher, have a family member that's a teacher, a friend. Somehow a teacher is in your yeah, life. Yeah, a teacher is in everybody's <laughs> life. So if you are yeah. not a teacher, then spread the wealth. Yeah, definitely. So before we dive into today's show, if you are a teacher, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up on Instagram. It's at Chain of Wealth on Instagram. Let us know what you're currently doing with your student loans. We'd love to know. All right, Kate, you ready to dive in? Yes. Fantastic. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. So Kate, today we're going to dive all into teacher student loan forgiveness. But real quick, before we start, I know you have a couple of shout outs you'd love to give to people. Yeah, Dan, we have, our Instagram has blown up and it makes me so happy because coming after a long day at work and we sit down to do our podcasting and our working in the evening, it's really, it makes my day to see that people are reaching out. So I want to give a shout out to Kayla, who is in college, paying back her student loans while in college, which I think is amazing. And Tom, who is a newlywed. So he's been going through that journey just like how we have. So a big shout out to you guys. Thanks. You made my day. And Dennis's too, I'm sure. Yeah. So um, I'd love to chat to today's show. So diving right in. So what are some programs that are available to teachers, Kate? Like I obviously know that teachers play a very critical role in society as it is. And therefore, there are a whole bunch of programs that teachers do qualify for. However, not many people know what is necessarily available to them. So what programs would you recommend that people look into? So... There are a couple. I am most familiar with the teacher loan forgiveness program because that is what I use. But there's also the public service loan forgiveness, which does any, it helps anybody who is in public service, like a nurse or a firefighter or a teacher. It gets a little tricky there with a the teacher, though, because we do have other loans. So yeah. you have to really know what you're doing if you are a teacher and you want to do the public service loan forgiveness. Right. There's a whole bunch of like rules you have to follow. And if you, if you miss like even one of them, you could maybe not qualify. Right. And that is like, that is a story for a whole nother podcast. Yeah, no, definitely. There's also the Perkins loan forgiveness program and a couple others that those are the top three off the top of my head. But I do want to talk about the teacher loan forgiveness program because a couple of people have reached out and asked me about it. And so where to begin? So I know for teachers, a lot of times there's always that, it's like the chicken and the egg analogy. Right. Sort of. So 
why would I want to teach at a low-performing school? A lot of people don't want to work at a low-performing school because you get essentially like a bonus at the end of the year, depending on whether your school is an A grade or a B grade or C grade. I don't know if you get really a bonus for a C grade, but definitely A schools get a bonus at the end of the year. And it's a healthy bonus. It's kind of ironic that the schools get graded, don't you think? Just on a <laughs> unrelated note. It, it is. And but, but you know what's unfair, Kate, with that whole system? Is that if you're a really good teacher in a lower grade school, you're not going to get paid a good bonus. Well, and that is the egg analogy, Den, because a lot of the teachers who are working at those lower performing schools, those teachers are like magicians. First of all, right, because they're trying really hard to, you know, make sure that things are good and going well. They help their students make such huge gains. I could go on and on about this, but like when you're taking a kid who's in third grade and reading as a first grader and now they're yeah. reading as a second grader, that's still a year's worth of growth. Like, yeah, you're still behind, but you have learned a lot. But that teacher isn't going to get recognized. So a lot of really qualified teachers are not jumping at the bit to work in those schools because they're not as recognized and there is a lot more paperwork and bureaucracy right. and stuff that comes with it. But I'm going to pivot because there are really great aspects of working in a higher need school. In my neck of the woods, we called it a Title I school. And that is if you have a student loan, it can be a huge help. Now, what I'm going to say is going to be great news and not so great news at the same time, depending on where you are in your teaching journey. Okay. So if you're working in a low-performing school for a while, you are going to be eligible for some forgiveness on your student loan. And what that means is after you have finished your fifth year, so going into your sixth year, so you've been teaching a while, you have skin in the game, you're now eligible for loan forgiveness. Now, if you are second year teacher, honey, it's okay. Those years, they go by fast. Just keep trucking along. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only advice I have for you. Wait, so right now. just on that, like, so it doesn't apportion, in other words. So you have to complete the full five years yes. before you're eligible for a single dollar. Yes. Okay. But to make it a little worthwhile, it is a lot of dollars. So take me, for example, I have just my regular bachelor's of education degree. Right. I have like a specialty in like TESOL or something. Uh, not what the people at the teacher loan forgiveness, they don't care about the, my specialty in TESOL. Wait, so what is that on an unrelated note? <laughs> oh, so it's just teaching speakers of other languages. So for oh, okay, example, cool. if I have a student in my class who comes from... Mexico or China, or they just don't speak English. You're good at addressing that. I have learned different strategies to help them learn the topic we're learning about and English at the same time. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Look, we're married. We've been living together for so isn't long it, and you still are finding things out about isn't me. It's amazing what you can learn. So anyway, <laughs> if you are just a regular education teacher, 
That's okay. You still get $5,000 for up to, and let me rephrase that, yeah. up to $5,000 for given off of your student loan. Okay. Okay. Now, this is what was very frustrating to me because like I had ESE students in my classroom. If you have a special ed certificate, which I don't have, but through the grapevine, I have heard that is not overly difficult to get. Teacher loan forgiveness will forgive up to $17,500. So if I am talking to you in your third year of teaching and you're thinking, oh, I've got like $33,000 worth of student loans right now because without a doubt, unless you are working at the best school in the entire world, you without a doubt have a child in your class with special needs. Get their certification. Do it now so that when you finish getting the certification, you will be eligible for the $17,500 forgiveness. Hold on. So you don't... I wish I would have known that back when I was going through the whole thing. So you don't have to have that qualification for the entire period of that five years. You only have to have finished with it. I don't think so. Okay. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure... That as long as you have it when you are filling out the paperwork. And it's all good. Then you're okay. And if I am wrong, let me know. Because that's what I'm going around telling people. So that's the big thing that I want to talk on first about teacher loan forgiveness. This is the difference between regular education degree and then having the special education certification. Also, your loans must be federal. So whether it's subsidized, unsubsidized, as long as it's a federal loan, then you have met one of the qualifications for the forgiveness. If it's a private loan, that does not qualify. Hectic. So Casey, I've got some more questions for you, but now would be a great time to take a very short break and just say a very big thanks to our sponsor. And this week, the sponsor just so happens to be none other than chain of wealth Instagram. So we're having a great time hanging out with everyone on Instagram and we would love to give away more free stuff to people. So definitely hit us up on Instagram. We would love to know what you're currently up to in your money life. So DM us, let us know what you're up to and we could give you a shout out and maybe we'll be sending you something special via snail mail. So definitely let us know. So don't feel creeped out when I message you asking for your address. (laughs) So Kate, diving back into the episode. Okay, so what happens if you have a private loan and you're teaching at a Title I school? Would you say that all is basically lost and you can't qualify for any kind of teacher forgiveness? Well, I'm not going to say all is lost because the way... I'm just thinking about how my student loan was. I had student loans. It was like a hodgepodge collection. Yeah. And when I logged into my loan provider, I had something horrific, like 13 different loans. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to assume, unless you were much more prepared for college payment than I was, you probably have some sort of federal loan. Maybe some private as well. Maybe some private. But if you've filled out your FAFSA in college, if you were living in the financial aid line like everybody else, I'm going to say that it's a safe bet 
that you probably do have at least one federal loan. Okay, so maybe even if you took out private loans, maybe you at least have one federal loan that would perhaps qualify for it. Yeah, you could have a hodgepodge of both. Okay, cool. Hodgepodge is like my new word of the week. I can tell. And yeah, in essence, um, before you do any of this, you can also look at consolidating your loans as well. Well, most definitely. So consolidating should happen way before the teacher loan forgiveness. Okay. So consolidate right when you get out of college. Call up your loan provider, say you want to consolidate. And all that does is take your 13 different loans and put it into one monster loan. Right. So it that, is, that way it's a lot more manageable and, yeah, you know. So to make sure you are paying on all of your loans and not forgetting one. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk a bit about the application for the loan forgiveness. So you can just go on to Google. You can type in teacher loan forgiveness application. It pops right up. Make sure it is at a trustworthy website, though, because I have fallen victim to student loan scams. And you have to be very careful. Make sure that it is a legit website. So how do you know that it's a legit website? So it usually ends in .org, so .org. So like studentfederalloan.org. I'm making this up. Or just .gov .gov as well. I think the big one people go to is typically studentaid.ed.gov. Now that you say that, that rings a bell. So go there. Do the teacher loan forgiveness. Now I'm going to tell you, this is going to, for me, I felt like it was a bit of a hassle. I actually, in all truthfulness, filled out this form like four or five times because I didn't seem to get it right all the way through at all. Right. So you're going to need to know how much you owe. What is your interest rate? You are going to need to have all kinds of other documentation like your social security number and stuff like that, obviously, your name, your address. You are also going to need to get a signature from your principal. Right. Stating that you have worked there, you're in good standing, all that kind of stuff. And then you're going to need to send it in. If you fax it, if you snail mail it, no matter which way you do it, it is not a quick process. I want to say when I sent in my final forgiveness form that they accepted, what was it? Something like six months later we heard back? Yeah, I think it was like three to six months later. It, it, definitely, months it definitely took time for them to process it. So you want to sort of do it earlier on yes. when you do qualify because it does take some time to work itself through the system. And not that I am an advocate for being annoying, but when they say the squeaky wheel gets taken care of first, I got to the point where I was calling them every couple of days to see where... Where am I in the process? process. What do I need to do next? Is there anything else I need to be doing? And just really checking in with it and being on top of it. That way, the second you hear something needs to be done, you can get it done. And then that will just push you along further in your journey. Because once you get the $5,000 or the $17,500, first of all, I'm really jealous of anybody who gets that. (laughs) Um, Once you get that paid off, Not only do you have that huge chunk taken out now, but it's like a compounding effect, sort of. Now you don't have the interest accruing on all of that money either. So it is just like a win-win-win. 
Yeah, so, but hundred percent agree. And but the thing is, up to that point, they don't pause your interest. So while no. it's sitting there processing with the Department of Education, it's still accruing interest. So yeah. you really want to do it as soon as you can after the five year mark. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, then I think if you don't have any other questions for me for teacher loan forgiveness. That's all I have. So wait, I actually do have another question. So okay. Kate, like what what if I don't qualify for this for whatever reason? Say I'm not teaching at like a, a Title I school or I have the wrong loans. What sort of other options are there available to me? So you could always go the public service loan forgiveness route and that can forgive some of your loans that you can look into the teacher Perkins loan like we talked about earlier. There's a couple of different loan types if you go online and look. So if you are not working in a Title I school or you haven't been teaching for five years and you're desperate, then definitely start looking to other resources. And also there are various options available at the state level as well. There are definitely a lot of things available for teachers, which is really awesome. Like I really like that people do try and give back to the people that are working hard to educate the minds of the young people. Because you know, Kate, ultimately like it's such a needed job and I really feel like teachers are very underappreciated in terms of their comp. So at least there are programs available to help them out with their loans. Yes, definitely for sure. Cool. Well, I think if that's all you have for today's show, we may as well wrap it up. Yes. Episode 209 is in the bag. We'll catch you next time 